0: Five, four. I'm Jay Editon.
1: And I'm Miles Stokes. And this is Hawk Talk. Where we talk hawks.
0: Normally, you'd be listening to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Hawk Talk is what we do. One week out of every four, it is entirely unscripted, unedited, and unplanned. So uh, if you are here for the normal level of polish of this podcast, you might want to hold off till next week.
1: Exactly.
0: But yeah, for
1: now, this is our final Hawk Talk of the year. Hawk Talk is something we started in 2020, due in large part to the way 2020 has been. And so, yeah, it's kind of cool that we're, uh, that our last episode of the year will in fact be Hawk Talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely so we went back
1: and forth on what to talk about this time and part of that is that we are freaking burned out we're very very excited about how the winter special is going to turn out but it's been a lot of work and it's just been you know it's been a hard year
0: yeah whatever you end up hearing is going to have been cut down from like five hours of recording plus all the research and planning
1: the winter special uh, not hawk talk we didn't do any planning for this
0: no no and it's definitely not going to be five hours long good lord
1: Ugh, yeah, seriously, I have some Spider-Man Miles Morales to play. So I don't know, as far as what to talk about, I think what we settled on was just talking about the year, how it's been, kind of what we're looking for forward to next year, just that whole thing. So this may be even less coherent or at least less structured than the Hawk Talks we've done before. Uh, listeners, we hope you find it engaging anyway. And if you don't, well, like we said, there's always the winter special next time.
0: Yeah, I want to start that conversation off with a resounding fuck 2020. Yeah, basically fuck 2020. Like, the thing is,
1: it started out great. I went on a trip with my now fiance Anna, where we became each other's fiancées, and that was amazing. Like, we had this proposal on the side of a mountain on this trail called Misery Ridge, and we drank a bunch of beer at various breweries, and everything was great. And then, and then everything happened.
0: Yeah, everything happened pretty damn hard. I got to say, I went into this year already, you know, with a lot of – and given that it was an election year and what election – elections, you know, there were and what felt like and still feels like it's at stake.
1: Yeah, I mean – okay, we're a political podcast, but we're not like a political political podcast, so we won't go into too much depth. Our but... focus
0: isn't politics.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was all terrifying. And I think knowing that that was coming up even before there was a global pandemic just made everything feel that much more tense.
0: That's still pretty terrifying, honestly.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, as we record this, things are still horribly chaotic. And, you know, let's, let's be real. Like, even though we're getting Trump out of office, there are still the many, many Americans who elected him. And there's still the fact that, you know, what we're getting instead is cool, but not maybe what a lot of us would hope for.
0: Well, and there's the fact that, we're hoping we're we, yeah. There's there's someone who's going to need to respond nimbly to immediate crises using an absolutely devastated and effectively yeah hamstrung sy- systems.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: I and- also, I mean, I think the the point you made is a really good one. The way I I saw it phrased, and I don't remember where I saw this, other than that it is absolutely not my words. Um, originally is that it's it's like if you're you know sitting it with 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 four friends on uh, you vote what to do for dinner and three of you vote on pizza and two people order or two- let me try saying that again thing with stuff and we just recorded a bunch of winter special things and i'm very tired <laughs> anyway you you and four friends vote on what to do for dinner and three people including you vote order pizza and two people vote that you specifically be killed and eaten the fact that Pizza One doesn't mean that there's not still a real big problem. <laughs> that's
1: very vivid and, uh, yeah, kind of that.
0: Feels but that's, pretty on the nose right now.
1: Yeah. That said, you know, at least that's one stressor that even though it seems to be blowing up on the way out, we're going to have to worry less about. And I like that part, you know? I like the idea of having my mind freed up to think about more things other than, you know, immediate political Armageddon.
0: I think that you are a lot more optimistic than I am.
1: Generally speaking, yes, but, you know, we'll like see how it goes. Is,
0: it, it, and it's not even that I'm a pessimist. It's that 2020 has completely shattered any confidence I had in any kind of predictive planning of of any kind about the future.
1: It almost got comical at a certain point, but not funny, haha, like, oh, dear God, why, haha? Like, Even just in the last few weeks, I had a friend almost uh, slice her arm horrifyingly open making dinner. She's fine, but still, I had a a friend have a ceiling randomly almost fall on them at work. It's like, seriously, 2020, what are you doing? And that's on top of, you know, the legitimately, genuinely large-scale horrible things going on.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to go into details because I am a fairly private person and... Also, because some of this stuff is absolutely not mine to share. But I will say that even had it not been for COVID, this would have been one of the most difficult years of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough.
0: And then there's like COVID. And so it's basically like playing a Mega Man game on nightmare mode with both hands tied behind your back and a blindfold and like someone kicking you the whole time.
1: I know there's been some cool music that's come out in 2020, but they're kicking you too much for you to pay
0: attention to it. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about, talk about the Mega Man music, which is also pretty cool. The Mega Man music is pretty cool, which makes me think of
1: something that has nothing to do with 2020, but has certainly picked me up a number of times this year. Which is the music of the Proto men the band that do a, among other things, a Mega Man rock opera.
0: Yeah. Again, though, like the 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 propaganda state part of it feels a little bit on the nose right now
1: (laughs) there is that but i don't know i feel like you know everybody just about has had a pretty shitty year and a lot of that's been pretty universal as far as as covid and and political nightmares and such
0: but i don't want to stay there. i'm gonna go ahead and say if you're in the united states and you haven't had an at least marginally shitty year you were someone's shitty year
1: (laughs) very possibly yes (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, there has been some cool stuff. Like I I was thinking initially when we were talking about, okay, well, what am I looking forward to in 2021? And some of that obviously is going to be reconnecting with people. But one of the cool things about 2020 has been, while a lot of friendships I have just not been good at maintaining, I have found that I've been reconnecting with a lot of people I hadn't talked to in years, like for some folks just doing so through Phone calls or texting or whatever has happened this year for the first time in ages, and that's been really cool. I appreciate that, even if it took horrible circumstances to sort of make it happen.
0: Yeah, it's normalized ongoing casual remote communication in ways that have been, I think, really, really positive for relationships that were already long distance.
1: Yeah. And I know that's something that you've been pretty good at for a while. I mean, you use social media very heavily, whereas whereas I do not. So how how was that for you in 2020? Like, did it seem different or was it just sort of a a more emphasized version of the same as it's been?
0: I've definitely been video chatting and talking on the phone with people more.
1: Okay. Just on top of like uh, standard social media stuff?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've actually, I think I've actually been using social media a bit less.
1: I... I definitely have as well. Or rather, I've been posting less. I've been lurking more. It doesn't necessarily feel good to lurk, but honestly, just getting back on Facebook, even if it's just watching my friends fight about stuff, like, it's helped a little with the isolation.
0: Oh, see, I've gone hard the other way. I haven't deleted my Facebook account, but I pretty much don't use it at this point.
1: Honestly, that's probably for the best. It's a truly evil company, but it's got its appeals.
0: Yeah, and I found, like, I I use Twitter... But I'm really trying to control the amount that I get sort of sort of sucked into the the doom spirals of it,
1: yeah, yeah, doom scrolling. I'm sure that word existed before twenty twenty, but boy, howdy did twenty twenty <laughs> like define it?
0: yeah, it's also been it's also a lot easier to keep from doing that if a lot of what you're doing as sort of a default anxiety thing is keeps your hands busy. So like I've been knitting a ton and it's really hard to use your phone while you're knitting. If you don't use any of the voice commands, which I do not,
1: that's actually a really good idea. Like keeping yourself occupied just so you can't use your phone to doom scroll.
0: I mean, it hasn't, that's not why I've been doing it, but it's definitely been an ongoing side effect.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you stay safe from that and Hey, you get a scarf or like a lot of scarves or a lot of knitted various objects
0: so many hats i'm trying to i don't think i've i'm I'm making i've made one scarf i'm in the middle of making another one right now i i'm i decided that there was no way that holiday gifts were going to reach most people on time anyway so i made a shit ton of holiday stuff that did go out on time but i'm also making like a second round of stuff that i really just started around christmas um for a bunch of my family because i just didn't want to stop
1: legit yeah and also you've gotten really good so listeners you you can't see this because you know our podcast is audio but we we've mentioned before we video chat like simultaneous to that so we can you know raise our Mm. hands to not interrupt each other as much um and jay's shown me a lot of the stuff he's worked on and jay you've gotten really good at doing like intricate patterns for your knitting it's awesome to look at
0: I am very okay at following patterns. I am not a particularly innovative knitter. I am very good at picking yarns and I am getting more technically skilled I, I I feel like like I don't know a lot of people who are who are super super talented knitters and especially the people who I tend to knit for who are like immediate family members aren't so I feel like people tend to be more impressed with my knitting than it really deserves. I'm mostly just sort of tenacious.
1: I mean, the last time I tried to knit something, like 12 people died. I've never gone back. So, you know, it's. I'm really impressed with what I see you do.
0: Yeah, Miles, a lot of people do mix up knitting and crochet.
1: Mm-hmm. Crochet. Whoa. I mean, I, don't, that, I actually— That
0: I do not do. I, I know some very basic basics of it, but it is, it, is, it is not my thing.
1: I'm not even really sure what it is. I just shuddered because of the people dying implication.
0: Hmm. so crochet is crochet is what anna does anna crochets okay dude your fiance crochets come i guess i
1: just didn't know what it was called it just lumped everything under knitting
0: it's crochet you do with one hook okay at a time and it's 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 sort of it texture wise and process wise it's a little closer to macrame gotcha or i think of it as a little closer to macrame so if you
1: do crocheting with one hook does that mean stereotypical pirates would be very good at it
0: on a large scale yeah
1: Okay, so like really big crocheting. They could crochet, like, uh, I don't know, rigging for their ship.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: okay, good, good. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I'm very much an extrovert, and uh, the isolation thing's been hard. It's absolutely been hard. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be in a small uh, bubble, which has been kind of a lifeline for me, honestly. Like, I miss so many people, but just having, you know, a, a very small number of people to physically be around, I feel very fortunate. I know that's not something that everybody is is able to do. And I also know that's something that not everybody feels is, is, is safe or ethical. And I, I, I that's valid. I mean, we're just all trying to figure out what what, what is going to work best. Uh, but one of the people in my bubble is uh, my, I don't like the term, but I don't have a better one, my godson, Rowan, who's one and a half now. And I've, I didn't really grow up with kids at all, um, except when I was one. And so getting to see somebody turn from, like, a larva into an increasingly fascinating, ridiculous, amazing human has been rad as hell. And so that's definitely been a real highlight of this year, getting to, you know, getting to be Uncle Miles for the the first time. Um, that's been really cool. It's going to be weird telling Rowan about what the world was like when he was little, but, yeah.
0: You were asking about a better term. And I mean, I'm thinking about my, my posit my positives and like intense stuff from this year. Um, so so what what uh the the term that that mine's parents use is guide daughter.
1: I like that guide instead uh, of god. Guide as
0: opposed to god as a secular equivalent. Um but yeah, she was she was born extremely, extremely premature, actually about at the start of 2020. And um is now absolutely thriving. And I haven't met her in person yet, because she's across the country in COVID, but um getting to the point where, where um, can actually like interact with her on zoom is really, really cool. Um, and, and do some, some and like talk and sign with her some. That's
1: really, really awesome. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to meeting her at some point as well. I, I'm looking forward to seeing so many people. Ugh. I,
0: I, it's been, it's been weird here. It's, it's been, it's felt like limbo for a lot of reasons. And I think more aggressively so than it would have otherwise, because with, The exception of about three months, we've pretty much been living with T's parents since April.
1: Right out in um, in Connecticut.
0: Out in Connecticut, yeah. How's that? And like we we still have our place in in Manhattan, and we're going or not Manhattan, wherever it is we live, we still have our place in New York in Queens, the best borough. And like it's not like we've moved out here or, or permanently left there, but we are lucky and privileged enough to have this option and there's a lot that's a lot more livable about being out here among other things it's a pretty rural community which has pros and cons but means that it's it's much much more logistically set up for quarantine and extreme social isolation
1: plus you have some rad chickens who i know have come up on hawk talk multiple times
0: yeah there are chickens and a cat who have all been kind of massive massive mental health savers for me and supports um the chickens are doing great we got a foot of snow last week which has all melted now but um or almost all melted and which the chickens were extremely unimpressed with (laughs) but um i shoveled out some some so they could still play in their run a little bit because they won't walk on snow and and i did carrie gilton's turn around the yard which she really she really she won't walk on snow but she really likes being carried around and watching it (laughs) you're a very good chicken she's ridiculous (laughs) she's a ludicrous creature i'm sort of a chicken step parent that works
1: too i mean that means chicken friend (laughs) jay Edidin, podcaster friends to chickens writer editor yeah
0: Yeah, pretty much (laughs) yep lizards are good too there aren't very many of those out here though
1: Mm, yeah that's true uh Yeah. Yeah. Portland's been, I mean, you know, again, 2020 has been interesting in a lot of ways. Certainly Portland has been very interesting in 2020. Um, You know, as far as the way protests have gone here, as far as the uh, governmental response to protests, especially from the federal government, as well as from the local. Wow. Uh, Certainly, it's certainly an interesting times kind of situation. I think there's a lot of really important stuff going on here, but it's also, you know, stressful. It's stressful to worry about the people that live in your community who are protesting it's stressful to worry about the people who could just get caught up in police brutality even if they you know were nowhere near any kind of a protest i mean like that's i think that's the thing with a lot of this year all of this stuff is historically important all of this stuff is is living history that's the way um a mutual friend of ours actually who's a a history teacher has been describing it repeatedly but like being in the middle of capital h history is freaking rough
0: it really 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 is i'm trying to think of other other things that have been defining about this year and they're all big weird things and like the one i'm i let's see i, I quit my job in october i was increasingly horrifically miserable at it and it was increasingly clear that it was it was not a place that i was going to be comfortable staying and that's still i'm still i'm still i'm i'm getting i'm freelancing again now which is is okay but it's you know a whole other sort of scary and stressful sure yeah oh god what else holidays we did holidays we got through those we mostly got through those are there any are there any still to come
1: uh i mean there's new year's which is uh actually one of my i mean i think we talked about this in our in our holidays hawk talk yeah. but yeah i i really like new year's eve and new year's day you know it's I, part of that i think is the secular aspect of them although certainly you can have spiritual components to that if, if that's your practice but I don't know, like it's it's purely symbolic. Obviously, you know, it's not gonna be a different world between December thirty-first and January first. But at the same time, I really like symbols and that's always been a powerful one for me. So that'll be really cool. Uh, I hope. I think we'll see. We might try
0: sorry. I think we might actually try to do Twelfth Night this year, Epiphany. Um I mean we probably would to some extent anyway, because my in laws are very Italian and Epiphany is a very, very, is a very, very, very big deal. Um but also it's really fun and it's I'm I'm not even a little bit Christian, but I am all about me I am all about some inversions festivals.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember we used to do 12th night parties way back in the day when we lived in North Carolina.
0: We did. They were specifically, oh my god, the holidays are over parties.
1: <laughs> they were really fun. I I miss those days they were, in a yeah, lot of ways.
0: I baked a an old school, old school like hundreds of years old recipe king cake from scratch once, which felt very impressive. I was impressed.
1: <laughs> Man, that's the thing. Another thing, parties. Like, I I never thought I would be a person who valued parties so much, but I love them. Like, being able to just do the social butterfly thing and have very small conversations with lots and lots of different people. I, I see the look you're giving me on screen there, Jay, but it works really well for me.
0: <laughs> no, I'm giving you that look because you're claiming that you never thought you'd be someone who valued parties. and well, this dude, much. I have... I have yeah, I've known you for a very long time and you are one of the most party oriented people I have ever met in my life. I think
1: I just never thought I was because there's this very specific yeah. like party person archetype in uh, in TV and movies and stuff like that and I am not that. But in actual real life it's great. I just, you know, tend to not do a whole lot of keg stands or throw up in people's sinks very much.
0: Yeah, but you do pretty much all the other stuff. I mean, I have photos.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's true. I'll I'll never be able to be a senator with those photos out there. Uh, I
0: have photos specifically from a party where everyone got fairly drunk and every single dude there decided they should all take off their shirts and hug. It was really nice. I love hugs. It was. It was incredibly charming, but it was also very much like... It, it, it was on the charming end of like stereotypical party dude behavior, but it was definitely party dude behavior.
1: Okay, that is perhaps a fair point. I will concede that point to you.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm because because you are my my dear friend and I love you. I am not even going to talk about um the the blackout story. <laughs> huh? I don't remember that one. Anyway,
1: <laughs> um, in terms of healthier things, something I've been thinking about. I've talked about this a little, but um yeah I did a half marathon this year, and I was planning on doing that the way that other people do it, you know, where you wear the number on you and the, your friends show up and they pass you water and everybody cheers, and it's a big thing,
0: and people keep on kidnapping you and asking you why you resigned,
1: uh, yes, that as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, instead, I just ran it by myself up and down the roads in my mostly empty neighborhood, uh, avoiding people whenever they showed up so that nobody infected anybody and I'm very proud of that. like I'm legitimately very proud of that. I was the pick last in gym last in gym class kid. um, I hated running the mile back in school, and so that's awesome. but once gathering sort of thing again, that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. I'm hoping to do that in twenty twenty one like we'll see how the whole vaccination process goes. I know a lot could go wrong and or just not right enough, but that could be an awesome thing um you know, before my body completely deteriorates, because, yeah, you and I are, are are getting up there age-wise. I mean, you know, compared to where we've been, anyway.
0: I mean, look, you just ran a half marathon, and I rediscovered tree climbing this year, so I feel like we're doing okay.
1: I wonder if you could climb the... Climb? Combine. Combine those. I guess you could. It would kind of be like that one scene in Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where everyone's jumping from, like, bamboo to bamboo.
0: Well, there's speed climbing is a thing. I don't know if there's speed tree climbing, and I probably wouldn't do it if there were, but... Yeah, you know, speed climbing is it exists it's rock climbing or rock wall climbing.
1: But Oh, okay. Um and I've played a lot of Prince of Persia, so maybe I could learn
0: to just run up walls. Yeah, so spoiler alert, you generally can't turn back time if you fall.
1: Oh, uh okay. Uh, I guess figuring that part out would be would be a good step one. But I don't know. I mean, Jay, I know you've talked about how getting your hopes up seems not ideal as far as 2021, but is there any stuff that you're looking forward to if it does work out specifically
0: i have some really cool projects going on um both work-wise and personally which i'm enjoying and looking forward to continuing and um i'm not counting on 21 but i'd really love to you know see my parents in person and you know get to portland and meet my guy daughter in person and yeah there are a lot of people i'd really really love to see and a lot of things that i'd really love to do but all of those are sort of in in vague hopes not like plans or expectations territory and i'm trying really hard not to set them on a timeline
1: i get that i get that i know i tend to be a very optimistic person but this year has made that challenging and so I find myself with 2021 just throwing in all these conditionals, just as sort of like a, a a safety almost. But, you know, at the same time, like, I think it's really important to have things to look forward to, even if they are just at some point, even if they are, you know, not next year, but whenever it works out.
0: Ooh, I actually, I bought um, a lot of yarn and I'm going to try to knit a sweater for myself this year or in the next couple of years, which... I'm both excited and nervous about it because I knit for myself sometimes, but pretty much on a utilitarian basis. So I've knit myself a lot of socks and like occasional hats and gloves and things like that, but definitely not anything sweater scale. Yeah, that's a giant... Those are almost always gifts for other people.
1: That's like a giant, giant project, especially considering how many arms you have.
0: Right? Yeah. Eight on a good day. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Projects are... that. Honestly, that just makes me think of this, of our podcast. Like we're going to be hitting god we started in what 2014 so we're going to be hitting our is that our seventh anniversary next year in april is that right math is, has gotten impossible
0: i don't know time has no meaning anymore well it's
1: going to be a lot is the point and i'm so glad that has also been a highlight of 2020 is getting to do this show together like it's been rad just to have a regular project to to work on you know just to check in every week and yeah most of us talking about x-men but chatting before and after that's been really cool as well and just and just making this and you know connecting to the folks who are, are listening to it it's made the world feel less isolated and it's just this it's been a great sense of continuity just speaking for myself like for me
0: yeah that's been really nice to have
1: absolutely uh and then in the coming year we're god we're gonna get to onslaught in the coming year
0: i gotta admit I'm kind of excited for Onslaught.
1: Man, I... Okay, now, I recognize every story is somebody's favorite. Every character is somebody's favorite. All answers are valid for that. All stories are good stories to someone. Full respect. Mad respect. I fucking hate Onslaught. I just hate it. I I just don't think it's a good story.
0: Oh, I don't either. Onslaught is terrible. I'm just... I just feel like it's going to be really fun.
1: We're going to see... We're going to see how this goes. I mean, I, I know we spent... An entire season covering age of apocalypse and that was great i love age of apocalypse but there's like twice as much onslaught if not more so we're gonna so listeners jay and i've been talking a lot about this um
0: plans have been planned plans
1: have been planned we're gonna see how it it all goes but i definitely don't want like to just do onslaught during 2021 because nobody deserves that
0: You just froze completely. Optimistic. I don't know if you're still there. there oh, okay. Technical okay. difficulties, hooray! Technical difficulties is my new. I blame Onslaught. I think
1: he knew we were talking about him.
0: We're entirely acoustic. Oh, okay. That's, that's reasonable.
1: Probably safer. Like on uh, Battlestar Galactica, where they don't have their ships networked, and just, just Cylons.
0: Yeah, except guitars.
1: Huh. I'm not imagining Cylons with Maybe? guitars. That could be kind of rad.
0: No, no. The ship isn't networked, though. The guitar isn't networking. I, I don't know. I don't have any musical instruments here. you are I mean, there are musical instruments here. I just don't know where they are or what you're they are. You're
1: listening to play Talk them. where we don't edit things, including this part.
0: <laughs> I saw a Hawk a couple weeks ago, like a real one.
1: Oh, yeah. You posted about it on Twitter. I saw it. A lot of listeners had awesome responses. Might have been an eagle. It was very large. Large, scary bird. Large, scary bird.
0: That's
1: my band. It's just one person glaring angrily at the audience and periodically hitting a triangle.
0: It should just be a large, scary bird glaring angrily at the audience.
1: No triangle necessary?
0: I mean, it can have a triangle. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. It could happen. <laughs> anyway, where were Bir- we? Birds are versatile. Where were we
1: going with this? Were we going anywhere with that part?
0: I got the chickens as xylophone. Nice. Yeah. They're not very good at it.
1: I mean, they're chickens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> So yeah,
1: it's, man, it's, it's been a hell of a year. Um, I I feel like we're all these, these grizzled veterans at this point. Like we all have that cool scar that that goes over your eye, but doesn't actually like mess your eye up unless it just turns it an opaque color, but you can still see out of it. I guess we're grizzled is the point.
0: I'm just tired. Like I, it's, it's, this is going to be a completely bleak direction to take this. The more, of this year has passed, and the more like of the last four years that have passed, the more I felt like we've kind of ended up sort of a lost generation. <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways.
1: I mean, it's we've we've been through, I think, more than our share of of rough stuff. Like millennials in general, I guess. But you know, where where I know,
0: but like, but like, not even epic rough stuff. Just like falling through the cracks, rough sort of stuff.
1: Kind of, yeah. And uh, although maybe that's a very millennial thing to be thinking that we're special in that regard. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean i don't think it particularly is and i think I'm, I'm saying this specifically too as as older millennials very much older millennials who might actually be yeah, you know, people who are, are in that like two-year gap mm-hmm.
1: so even demographically depending on who you ask
0: woohoo yeah yeah we're the liminal generation
1: that sounds pretty cool at least
0: interstitial generation oh that sounds even cooler it sounds like we should be able to like slip through cracks in reality or walls or something
1: maybe we could be like the sluah from uh changeling the dreaming where we can get through anything we can put our head through
0: i mean babies can do that too
1: are babies sluah i guess some babies are changelings as i understand it
0: probably yeah
1: okay well i'm glad we've established that
0: i guess they have shoulders too but like depends on how they angle it
1: exactly strife would have a really hard time with that even if strife was a sluah
0: it's probably good that strife was born or was cloned and not born because man, giving birth to someone wearing that kind of armor would suck
1: right because we all know that like that armor I know he's not seen wearing it in say, the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, but I'm pretty sure he had it the whole time.
0: yeah, they definitely had to take it off
1: him yeah, he just put it back on later.
0: he just he just grew it. <laughs>
1: it's his chitinous exoskeleton.
0: no, it's not a mutation like it's 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 just sort of a situation
1: fair, fair so this is a rambling about whether strife is just growing his armor and uh agreeing that it's a good idea he wasn't uh, born you know from the usual way with with that that's the thing like I, i the way i describe it to my fiance is i'm just tired all the time and part of that means i just feel tired and shitty but part of that means i've also just been rambling bizarrely for the vast majority of this year and like I know we try to be coherent on the podcast, but I feel like that's the most eloquent that at least I am. I don't know if it's the same way for you, Jay.
0: I mean, two nights ago, my wife and I decided that if you're good on on uh, if if you're good, then on Christmas or Christmas Eve, Walt Whitman comes and brings you homoerotic poetry, and if you're bad, Ernest Hemingway comes and fights you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you're into, which is which.
0: There's this Christmas Carol that I had never heard before, but apparently, like, was, I, I assumed that it was written specifically for the movie that I saw it in, but but was assured that this was not actually the case called Must Be Santa, but it starts with a call and response thing. It's like, who has a beard this long and white? Santa has a beard this long and white? And uh, this, this, this led to some um, creative rewriting in which we determined that the character who works best with the whole song is Gandalf. But also worked our way through, like, Walt and, and Hemingway first, and then then came up with increased, you know, Hemingway comes to your house and fights you.
1: See, now I'm just Stories. thinking, like, who has a glowing sword named Orcrist?
0: I thought, um, that, I thought Glamdring was Gandalf's sword. Oh,
1: shit, maybe. Maybe Orcrist was another name for Glamdring? Gandalf's sword has, like, a bunch of names.
0: I mean, the reason I'm saying I thought is that I I, I have no confidence in this memory. It just seems correct to me, abstractly. Huh.
1: I I don't know. Apparently I need to read Lord of the Rings again. It's it's been a while. The last time I read it was do you know? I do. The last time I read it was over the course of many Burger King lunch breaks at my first shitty job after I moved out to Portland.
0: I oh god. I I think the last time I read it was right before the movies. The last movie came out.
1: Okay, that was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. It stuck pretty well, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I've been reading, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, a book that a dear friend sent me, which is a collection of the letters that J.R.R. Tolkien sent to his children, like, as Santa Claus over many, many, many years. And over the years, he built this increasingly complex mythology— Involving snow people and a mischievous polar bear and like eventually like wars with goblins and stuff and he invents his own language for it because of course he does.
0: First of all, that's awesome. Second, as you were saying wars with goblins, I thought you were gonna say wars with God.
1: Oh yeah, Santa Claus needs to attack and dethrone God.
0: Don't we all? <laughs> Don't, we all. Don't we all. I feel like one of one of my better guidefather victory moments this year was definitely finding a baby onesie that said attack and dethrone God. What? That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay. No books though. That is one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2021. One of the things I'm really going to try to do that I was hoping to do this year, but then everything was hard is start reading more. I mean, I read a shit ton, but it's basically all comics at this point, mostly for the podcast. And I miss, I miss books. I just miss reading books for pleasure
0: i'm very very excited about that too that's something that i feel like i have kind of rediscovered over this year and i got a bunch of nk jemson books for for christmas which i'm very very much looking forward to diving into
1: that is awesome yeah and you've you've given me so many rad recommendations for books and i've gotten to like none of them because it's been so hard to get to (laughs) anything this year
0: yeah focusing for more than about five minutes is challenging when everything is on fire which is part of why my like Reader's pick of the year is definitely a short story collection. but
1: Maybe that's the way to go. Short story collections. Yeah. Like more bite-sized. Yeah.
0: Spirit, Spirits Abroad by Zen Show.
1: Okay. Nice. You've mentioned Zen Show's work before to me. It sounds rad. Yeah. It is. Ah, so yes, more of that. Uh, more watching movies. I, I would like to watch more movies. Uh, I don't know. Just mostly people. Mostly hoping that vaccines go well and, and things are safer for people and people can connect more in ways that are, are safe. That would be That would be really wonderful. I hope it goes well we'll see.
0: I'm really, really worried about the next few months, both in terms of that, just because of the post-holiday surge that's already you know, skyrocketing and the the you know, general regime transfer.
1: Yeah, no, we're in for some rough times ahead. I'm just trying to prepare for that and also try to, to look past it. You know, Hope for the best, expect the worst. You could be Tolstoy or Patty Hearst, as the song goes.
0: Thank you. Yes, the theme song of the mel brooks adaptation of the bizarre and wonderful russian novel the 12 chairs exactly
1: so listeners if you take nothing else from this episode um you should watch that movie or read the book
0: also knives that knives out is great i watched it again last night i still night. Haven't, I haven't seen that i really need to i have a digital copy oh shit it's so good it is so good it's so good it's so good it's so
1: good okay that goes higher on the list then i, I have a list for this it's- week
0: it's just utterly delightful you're going to love it. And it's it's a really good holiday movie. Oh,
1: I love delightful things. And I love loving things. And I sometimes love holiday movies.
0: It has nothing to do with any holidays. It just really feels like one because it's it's about a massive dysfunctional family getting together in a large house and screaming at each other while wearing sweaters.
1: <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I, I guess that's basically what we have for now. Um, you know it's been a hard year. We, we hope that everybody is doing as well as they can. Um, and we, we certainly, uh, send our best wishes for that to continue and, and improve. Um, but it's been rough and, uh, you know, here's hoping brighter times ahead, at least some of them.
0: Be fierce, be kind, stay as safe as you can and as adventurous as you, as you want and take care of each other.
1: Lots of love to all of you.
0: See you next year.